0: Welcome to the podcast. Oh, huge show today. We have Bill O'Reilly on, and he has uh, really good insight into what's going on with Donald Trump and the impeachment and how to understand how Trump is dealing with all of this pressure that's being put on him by the media and the left, and we'll get into that. We also have a crazy clip from Saturday Night Live. Um, You've seen the stories of kids transitioning. Wait till you see the way Saturday Night Live was talking about this in the not-so-distant history, uh, because it is uh, it is, it's, a, it's an incredible clip to hear in today's world. Uh, and we will talk about Glenn's uh, solution to sleep problems. He has cracked the code on sleep, and he explains each step of it in, uh, in a detail that you're not going to want to miss. It's all today on the podcast.
1: listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program.
2: You know, it's not every day and it's certainly not with every product we consume that we get the opportunity to know that our money is going entirely to do good. Major companies often donate to a wide variety of causes and some of them less savory than we would want to be involved with. It's largely unavoidable, but when there is another company that is in competition and it is as good, if not better, well, then we should all take that chance. I mean, that is what we're striving for, right? Well, there's one company out there. It's Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is the only conservative cell phone company. It's run by veterans who believe in the good heart of this country the way you do. That's why I and thousands have made the switch to Patriot Mobile. Special offer for joining. You can upgrade your phone to a brand new Moto Z3 Play for only 5 bucks a month. It includes a 6-inch screen, expandable storage, high-quality camera, so much. Uh, and it's so easy. It's the same service. The same cell towers. Everybody's on the same cell towers. Can you hear me now? Yes, you're on the same cell tower. Patriot Mobile, they're going to give you the same great service, it's going to be easy to switch, and you're going to save a buttload of money, and you're not doing business with La Raza and Planned Parenthood. Switching is easy. Go to patriotmobile.com/back. Select your plan, save $180 on the brand new uh, Moto Z3 Play today. Supplies are limited so don't wait. Go there now patriotmobile.com/back. That's patriotmobile.com/back. All right, I want to take you back into the 1980s. This is when Phil Hartman was still alive. This is this is when Saturday Night Live was still funny and good uh, and reflected uh, real comedy. They weren't trying to make any points they were just taking crazy stuff and showing you, eh. This is crazy, and we're all laughing at this because it's crazy, right? Here it is with Phil Hartman playing a doctor who is delivering children, and he's he continues to deliver only girls. And the press is there in the hospital as Bill Murray and his wife, what's her name? uh, In this sketch, Victoria Uh, Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. Uh, That's the that's the mom. Bill Murray is the father, and they have yet another girl. And this doctor only delivers girls. And so the other voice that you'll hear is the voice of the press. Yeah,
0: it's a Time magazine reporter. Magazine. Just again, show you how much things have changed. Okay.
2: So here it is. Listen to this.
1: I love girls.
2: See, Ted really wants a boy. This is our eighth try. We'll try again. No, no more. Doctor, will this one need that operation? Yes, I'm afraid so.
1: What operation is that, doctor?
2: Well, every now and then, a little girl is born with A penis and testicles and of course they have to be removed and reshaped it's it's quite routine five of our seven daughters have had this operation (laughs) doctor what percentage of the babies that you deliver need this
1: operation
2: oh i'd say 48 49 50 51 percent in that area Doctor, hear the the reports you wanted. Oh, thank you, Louise. Just file them. Now this is a nurse and in (laughs) a dress, clearly a guy with a beard. (laughs) file cabinet? Louise had a big date last night. How'd it go? Ah, Same old problem. Ah, Well, don't worry, Louise. Mr. Wright's out there somewhere. Well, Janet, Ted, I'll be seeing you next week. Thanks, Doctor. Goodbye. Nice to meet you. Bye, Doctor. Okay, (laughs) bye-bye. Hey, Ted, Buck up. A son is a son till he takes a wife. But a daughter's a daughter all of her life. God bless you and your work, Dr. Hawkins. Come on. (laughs) Oh, doctor, uh, I got to leave early today. My electrolysis appointment. yeah. Well, of course, Louise, anything you want. Thank you, doctor. (laughs) Well, another little girl. Can you believe it? Dr. Hoffertz, can't you see what you're doing here? I mean, the 48 to 51 percent, they're not girls, they're little boys. You have mutilated over 2,000 little boys. Mutilated?
0: Oh. To the music here.
2: No, they weren't boys. They were little girls, trapped in little boys' bodies. Holy cow, have we changed! Listen to the Twilight Zone kind of spooky, pull-the-face-off kind of th- music mm-hmm. in the background. And the laugh line, the punchline of the joke is there little, little boys, boys trapped, trapped in
0: little girls' bodies. Or little girls trapped in little boys' bodies. Sorry, yes. And then uh, you pointed it out, mutilated. That's how they referred to
2: it. it and the mut- press yeah. had their mouth open. Mm-hmm. This woman, if you, if you were watching on The Blaze, you saw that clip, and she had her mouth open the whole time. Mm-hmm. This is today, except nobody is standing there going, "Uh, don't you know you're mutilating kids? It is legitimately, you know, our society
0: has turned into a Saturday Night Live sketch. That's where we are. And now Saturday Night Live would never... Run oh that my sketch. gosh! No, of course
2: not. No, they would apologize for that sketch. I, be- I would we not be surprised. We should put it out and force them to apologize for them. <laughs> because you're right; they will apologize. They will apologize. They'll <laughs> pull it off all the DVDs.
0: They'll make sure it's not on the internet. As soon as this thing gets word that, this is out there. You know, they're going to do everything they can to. Cover We're going to post
2: up. this today. We want you to post it and demand an apology <laughs> from NBC because they will. They will. They'll apologize. Well, they won't apologize to us because they'll know. But if there was a, somebody's gotta come up with Mitt Romney, come up with some <laughs> Twitter handle <laughs> where you Pierre Delecto. <laughs> where you are you're a you're a gay French man mm-hmm. and uh you want a transgendered Frenchman woman. Mm-hmm. Them. And you demand and an you apology. And you demand
0: an apology. Look, I mean things do change over thirty years, but I mean it is it, because of the pace that we go at with these news cycles you lose track of how fast these things do change I mean that, that now that's 30 years ago I mean you know that's a, that's a decent amount of distance but these things these were jokes that were made much more recently than that and that's just a big example because that is the the, the billboard show for the left to mock culture right this is the thing the left not us not the right the left thought was funny back then and now we're at the point where if you were to say those things you'd lose your show you're canceled that's that's a cancel culture moment right there you're done if you run that sketch today
2: Uh, no if if phil hartman weren't dead he could lose his job today for doing that Mm -hmm. 30 years ago good point you're right you're right oh my gosh that is that's absolutely incredible
0: now i will say it wasn't great supporting evidence that the show was funny at the time
2: because it's yeah. <laughs> not exactly a hilarious sketch, but the point is there. You can see. I mean, it no, it's not funny. It wasn't as funny then. It's hysterical today I, yeah. because that's really what's going on. That wasn't that wasn't popular. You it was funny, but it it didn't connect to the culture because only a few people were saying something that crazy. Yeah, it was so. Yeah, it was. It was too outlandish. It was too outlandish. Yeah. So so now you so now you have it, and now it's both tragically sad and hysterical. It would be hysterical if people felt comfortable to laugh, but they don't. You run that same script right now, that same thing, and you put that on Saturday Night Live. I don't think you would have the crowd laugh. I think you'd have very uncomfortable laughter. And you and would groaning. have groaning and groaning and people like looking around like, is this what is happening? Oh, if I mean
0: per, particularly the mutilated line, if you were to say you're mutilating kids by cutting off their genitals but and what reshaping did I say them. yesterday?
2: Right. Well yesterday on this program I was talking about genital mutilation. Yeah. We we have such a problem with genital mutilation that happens in the Middle East, yet this is fine. Yeah. This is genital mutilation. If you call that genital mutilation today,
0: there not only would they the the whole audience would groan in New York City, but they would also. I bet you'd have three or four people stand up and start screaming and protesting and walking out and rushing the stage. You know what I mean? You'd have the moment where uh, they you know. But well, they always well, do this to Democratic presidential candidates when they're not quite liberal enough, and they go up and they take their microphones and start speeches and then the you know Bernie Sanders just kind of slumps into the background that whole thing that would happen on Saturday night live
2: it's crazy Long okay distance. all right so i want to take i want to take a break because now we have to take you to dallas because if you thought that story of the father defending the son was crazy it's about to get more crazy all right so i have some questionable news for you i don't want to make a judgment on this but I would suggest that we all slow down. Now, there is a gag order. The guy was supposed to be on with us yesterday. And it it was curious to me that this was happening in Dallas. And he was not on Dallas uh, radio or Dallas, uh, you know, a, a show like ours based in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first thing that I asked Stu... And he didn't, I didn't even have to finish the sentence. We both said, why is this on RT? If, if you know anything about RT, that is a Russian news agency. And that was the one that first brought it out. And I thought, why is this not on Dallas or Fox news or Fox news first? And then RT picks it up. How did RT get this story? It's Russian. Okay. So we've been looking into it. We've been trying to get him on the phone. We've been trying to get her on the phone. The attorneys won't come on uh, either. Now, things changed. He was supposed to be on with us today, but apparently things changed because there was a gag order put on yesterday in court. But I want to show you a, a document that one of our producers, actually one of our producer's wife (laughs) <laughs> uh Mike she, his wife has been fascinated by this so Mike's the wife My sister, no, the Mike's the modern, modern society yeah. is the interesting problem? there's no yeah. question mm-hmm. So um uh and so they've been kind of digging into it and digging into it and went in and got the court documents that are available and uh this document is the findings of facts by the court Okay, this is not the the charges. These are the things the courts found as findings of facts. So it goes into they were married on this date, blah, blah, blah. Respondent induced petitioner into marriage by fraud. That was the case. That was her case. Uh, This was a fraudulent marriage from the beginning. And these are the findings of fact that led the court to go, yep. Before the marriage, lied to petition, uh, petitioner about former marriages, lied about former relationships, lied about his education. Respondent misled petitioner about being a professor by having sent uh, mail sent to him as Professor Younger. Uh, before the marriage, lied to the petitioner about being a teacher at the University of North Texas. Before the marriage, respondent lied to petitioner about his service in the Marines. Oof. Uh, Lied about his military experience in the army, Uh, lied about his prior income and earnings, Uh, lied about his sources of income, about his debt, lied, uh, uh, failed to disclose extensive student loans. Um, He lied about working for a Fortune 500 company, lied about his employment, lied about his unemployment, Uh, lied about not taking uh, unemployment compensation, blah, 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 blah. Uh then it just it just keeps going on and on and on. Then it talks about the petitioner and respondent had two children. Uh James Damon Younger and Jude Daniel Younger, boys born May 7th, 2012. They're collectively in this document now known as the boys. Okay, so this couple had two boys. However, the wife had two prior children. Zoe and Sydney, they're called girls in this matter for the court. Um, okay, so then it goes into child support that he was in arrears and blah, 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 blah. Children, respondent engaged in inappropriate and hurtful treatment of the girls. Now, again, these are the uh, facts and conclusions of the law. Uh, respondent engaged in inappropriate and hurtful treatment of the girls. The girls were good, sweet, hardworking, well-mannered children. Respondent forced the girls to do plank push-ups for extended periods of time while reading the house rules until the girls cried. Respondent would lock the girls down in their room and remove all their possessions from their rooms and would not let them participate in family activities. Respondents would put the girls in silent treatment and they could not talk until spoken to for many, many days. Respondents' actions caused harm to the girls. One of the girls developed a suicide plan. The other girl was cutting herself. Based in large, uh, his treatment of the girls, petitioners asked respondent to move out of the residence. Both girls improved after he moved out. Respondent lied to the petitioner about the girls. The girls had a very good, safe, healthy relationship with the boys. Um, Respondent failed to uh, co-parent. Petitioner made attempts, blah, 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 blah. So we now know, and this is... I hate I hate this, but every Disney movie is accurate uh, when it comes to the evil stepmother or, you know, they don't ever use the the evil stepfather. Um, But the when you bring someone in to your family, it is more likely uh, than not that those kids will be abused in some way or another, neglected or abused. The numbers go through the roof on abuse a lot of times. Uh, and it's not always, but a lot of times. So you're saying higher than the normal levels? Yes. Okay. Yes. If, if you have a step parent in, especially a guy with girls, the odds of abuse goes through the roof. Hmm. That's
0: interesting. Yeah. I've never heard that. Um, but, you know, obviously it does create a dynamic of family of that, It's a massive change. I mean, I, you know, I had divorced when I was uh, young. My parents divorced and it it does change a lot of things in your life, right? I mean, it's certainly nothing like we're talking about here, um, but it does get to a point where, you know, you're shaken as a kid and you're trying to figure out, you know,
2: what's going on in the world, right? So, you know, he he said, she said, um, but it is not a clear cut case. And again, uh, we should have said this from the day one because we said it to each other. Why is RT the lead on this story? Um, We don't know what's going on, but I urge you to slow down and wait for some more facts on this story. The best of the Glenn Beck Program. Hey, it's Glenn, and you're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. If you like what you're hearing on this show, make sure you check out Pat Gray Unleashed. It's available wherever you download your favorite podcasts. We go to Bill O'Reilly, who's got a new book out, The United States of Trump. If you really want to understand how Trump arrives at the decisions that he does, you want to know why he's calling people human scum, uh, you can read the book. Uh, and you really will have a different insight into uh, the President of the United States and how he thinks. Welcome to the program, Mr. Bill O'Reilly.
1: I'm going shooting. I'm going to go shooting, but I've never gone before. Maybe you can give me some tips, Beck.
2: Are you serious you're going shooting? Uh, no. Okay. Not serious. <laughs> right. Thank you for that. Because right. in, here
1: You live in Texas. If I went shooting in New York... I would be in the penitentiary. <laughs> right. Momo would put cuffs on me, right? And I couldn't go. I have a water gun. I do. Oh, uh,
2: so if anybody but, tries to attack you in the pool, you can squirt them in the eye. That's good.
1: That's, that's, that's good. right. Um, actually, I call them human scum, and they flee.
2: Right. Okay. So let me let me uh, let me take you first before I get to the new poll and human scum. Yes. Let me take you first to uh, the the. The skiff and all the things that are happening behind closed doors. Bill, I don't mean this as a pejorative, but you are old enough to remember the uh, impeachment of Clinton and the impeachment of of um, of... Andrew
1: Johnson. I was there. (laughs) No, I wasn't going to say that I was going
2: to be nice. But you were there Um, uh, of Nixon. And they had they had meetings that were not on uh, and hearings that were not on camera at the time. But you I don't mean? remember it feeling like this.
1: Well, you remember Sam Irvin uh, for the Nixon situation. Um, he was the folksy North Carolinian who uh, was a senator that brought sanity to the whole thing. So uh, we live, obviously, a different country now. And I say that literally. The United States today, 2019, is not the way it was in the late 60s, early 70s. There is no civility anymore. There's no Sam Irvin. Sam Irvin would be called a bad name now if he were walking around. Um, so Schiff is a guy. He is what I call a political assassin. Mm-hmm. Right? He's not a congressman. He gets elected, but his job is to assassinate people, verbally or legally, whatever it is. It's not to be reasonable. It's not to search for the truth. It's not to improve the country, all right? Everyone should know that. So Schiff basically says, look, this is a charade. We, Nancy Pelosi, myself, Nadler, everybody, we know there's not going to be any conviction in the Senate, or we know that. But in conjunction with the New York Times, Washington Post, NBC, and CNN, we're going to hoist... A scenario on the American people and that scenario is that this man President Trump is quote-unquote not fit to serve so we're gonna get the uh, Russian collusion thing up and running oh uh, well it didn't work but two years two years of smearing Trump every day now we gotta get something new so now we got impeachment abuse of power I wrote a, uh, a little mini column in BillO'Reilly.com and said, if abuse of power is the standard of impeachment, then every single president since Washington could be impeached. And I gave examples. Even Abraham Lincoln could have been impeached for suspending habeas corpus. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, you get a situation where it's all about messaging. So, Schiff says, we don't really want everybody to hear and see what the impeachment situation is. We don't want that, because there really isn't anything. We don't really have a crime here. So what we're going to do is have secret, secret conversations um, in our committee, and then we'll leak them to the New York Times and Washington Post. it will put them on page one. And there'll be so much damage done that people will either walk away from Trump or he'll implode. That's another thing that people don't talk about. They're trying to put so much pressure on Trump that he's going to implode emotionally. Because we know that we can't beat Trump in the next election as it stands now. There's not one Democrat in the field that can beat him. So we got to destroy him before we get to Election Day 2020. And therein lies the answer to your question.
2: So what is what is the actual motivation? And I know you just talked about but I don't buy that. If you are... If you are on the left, you know that America, 70% of Americans think we're on the verge of civil war. You know, as you know, as an American that we are in trouble, you know, as an American that half of the country wants him impeached. But the other half will say if you if you impeach this guy, especially with secret testimony and everything else, it's a banana republic. And the other half of the country won't stand. Everything they seem to be doing just seems to be poking people in the eye. The top two reasons that Americans give for civil war, violation of the Second Amendment, they're all over that. They're actually saying we'll come with cops to your house to take your guns. The second one is impeachment for a president that that doesn't look like he should be impeached or if there's secret uh, secret meetings etc etc they're doing they're riding on both of those so they know that is the is it really just about getting rid of donald trump or is this uh, a way to destroy us and head us into civil war
1: you know i'm actually impressed with that analysis, Beck. <laughs> well, usually you would me. say, "I don't I know. I don't deal with theories. I only right. do facts." I was, was going <laughs> to mock you for saying that I don't agree with you, but I, uh, but then, as you <laughs> explained, it's not really a disagreement. You just want more uh, clarity, and yes. I'm going to give it to you in a moment. Right. But I am very impressed with that. Oh, thank you. Um, because there is that. another aspect to this, and that aspect is we want to blow this Blanken system up in America, because we believe it's run by white supremacists, and we want to blow the whole thing sky high. But
2: Nancy Pelosi, does she actually
1: believe No, 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 that? not her. It's not her. She's She's way behind. This is the New York Times- the pinheads at the uh, academics in the uh, universities, they said, here's what they're saying, Beck, just so you and Stu know. This is behind closed doors. Not going to ever say in public. Any country that could elect Donald Trump has to be changed radically and dramatically. So we're going to blow this system up. That's why you've seen the rise of the socialists and the rise of people who are saying things that could never have been said. Four years ago, Barack Obama would never have said nearly any of this stuff the Democrats are saying. Imagine Barack Obama standing on the stage debating John McCain, looking at the camera, going, You know what, John? I want to give uh, free health care to every illegal alien in the country.
2: you imagine him saying that? No, they are introducing a bill in the House today on free housing. Free housing for all All Americans.
1: You're you're making my point. Yeah, I know. They want to blow up... The system. They want to blow it up because and it happened when Trump got elected. They was so appalled, and this is the New York Times even said it. They even said it. A columnist of theirs said, "We're not going to cover this fairly. We're not going to try to find that truth out of anything. We're going to use our power to destroy the man because he's not fit to be president." And that's the greater good, and that has been embraced by 90% of the national media. It's, it's way beyond the daily ridiculous blather on cable news. It's way beyond that. It's into sedition. It's into undermining the Constitution. That's where it's all going. And now, I mean, I'm not a paranoid guy. You know me. I don't do with conspiracy theories. I'm basing my stuff on facts. And, and when I, the way I framed the United States of Trump, the book was, listen, they hate him. Here's what they hate him. It's not the Republican Party. It's him that he could do this, that he could get elected without them. He didn't need the press. He didn't need the Republican Party. He didn't need any of it. He went right to the folks. That's the theme of the book. And and that's the danger that they see. And then he justify it by saying the greater good for America is destroying him and the system that allowed him to get power.
2: All right. So Thank you very much. That was was excellent. Do we need to clap? I'm not sure how this works. Okay. So Uh, so so let me let (laughs) me go here. Yes. What the hell is wrong with the president when he's going on saying never? Trumpers are human scum. All this uh, stuff. Back, what back, is he back. doing? It's emotion.
1: It's emotion. He does he have no
2: control of his emotion?
1: Very little. You read the book. <laughs> is there a chapter where there is obvious control of his emotions? No. No, but
2: that's a reason right. not to have the football around. No, but you've got to understand, the guy feels persecuted. I know, I know, yeah. I know.
1: Okay? And legitimately and he's so. Saying, he's yeah. saying that Mitt Romney, kno- to himself, well, probably to his advisor, he's going, Mitt Romney knows this is a charade, he knows this is all bull, and he's attacking me anyway. And he's so angry about that kind of a betrayal, he sees it as a betrayal, all right, that he just blurts he blurts like Stu. he blurts <laughs> all right and, That's and me. does he care mm-hmm. about unintended consequences no uh, no he doesn't he's never he's never cared about that
0: bill can we can we bring it back to what you, a point you made earlier and you know look you wrote the united states of trump you know trump better than probably anybody in the media especially from someone who actually will say things that are are critical of him and you brought up the idea that the democrats were essentially trying to bait him into destroying his own presidency with outbursts yes. of emotion. Do you think that's... Right. Is that really possible? Do you? What are the chances yes. of them succeeding? Oh,
1: I'm worried about Donald Trump. I said that last week with you guys. Uh, I'm worried about the man. I mean, he has undergone... I've never seen a human being in the public arena undergo what he has of you. No. No. Hmm. The no. only one close is Abraham Lincoln, and all you need to do is look at a picture of Abraham Lincoln when he, in his first inaugural address, and a picture two days or three days before he was assassinated. Yeah. I mean, a, fair, a period of four years, this man aged 25 years. Yeah. Okay? So that's the kind of pressure that Donald Trump, it has not been one day that Donald Trump has not been accused of something. And then, not only accused, but joyously accused. Mm -hmm. All right, There's no respect for the office of the president now. There's no respect for the process of the executive branch. Everything he does is evil and bad. And I don't think he's got a support system in there, because he never has had, that can put all this in perspective for him.
2: Well, he also doesn't have a support system uh, around him. Some of the people that he has surrounded himself with are are leakers. So I mean he has a he's got nothing. He's got nothing he except doesn't his have family. A lot
1: of support. Look. Everybody listening to us right now, all the tens of millions of people listening to us right now have had trials in their life, all right? Where they have felt abandoned and almost despaired. If just step back, think about what you went through and then magnify it a thousand times. And that's what Donald Trump is experiencing. The only therapy and relief he has are these rallies, okay, where he goes and and there's adulation directed
2: to him. All right, um, Bill, I'm going to take a quick break, but I just I just want to leave this section on on this. This is the kind of stuff that usually humbles people and pulls them down to their knees, uh, because that's your only solace. Uh, and I wonder if that is is happening at all with this president uh, because that is that's what happened to abraham lincoln that is exactly what happened to abraham lincoln so bill there's a couple of things um that uh that i have found that i, I find disturbing and i'm going to talk more about them on monday um but we've got um 69 percent of u.s households are preparing now for a possible recession the numbers in california are crazy The nobody's shopping, nobody's going out to eat. I mean, the five worst cities in America are all in California on their spending. And I love this. The press are saying it's because they're people are worried about the impeachment. Oh, my gosh. Shut up. That is not what's happening. But then you also have uh, a a poll that has been released. It shows uh, about 70 percent, 67 percent of Americans believe we are on the edge of civil war.
1: Well, I've been saying, you know, for uh, years that we're in a domestic civil war, a social civil war. I wrote a book way back on it called Culture Warrior and predicted it. Um, I don't believe we're ever going to get in a violent civil war in this country. I don't think it's going to come to that. Mm. We will have in, in, I predict, in the next election cycle, individual acts of violence. You will see fights and things like that outside different rallies, and uh, that will happen. So emotion has overtaken us as a people. Rational thought, not really at the forefront. Uh, President Trump partially responsible for that. You have to be honest, all right, because his reaction to the unfair attacks against him is very emotional. And so his followers see that and they justify it the same way that I described the attacks on the press They justify not reporting the truth or seeking the truth by the fact that we have to get that guy out of there. That's the greater good. Well, Trump supporters say the greater good is I'm going to act in a way that is emotional to defend my guy. So you basically have trouble ahead. Um, Americans really don't understand. And I'm not being supercilious. Word of the day, supercilious. All right. But they don't really understand the big picture of what's happening here how the country has been fundamentally damaged by a corrupt media that will not tell you the truth, even if they know it. They don't understand it. Trump does viscerally, and he's off the chart furious. And that's why he's venting, lashing out. And the lash out, all right, exacerbates the social civil
2: war. So let me disagree on one thing. And I hope you're right and I'm wrong, but I think we would break it out. We're not.
1: It's not there's too much to lose Americans even with all of the turbulence in our country today live well Um, most of us have unbelievably uh, unbelievable luxuries that our fathers and mothers and grandparents never dreamed of we have our machines we have our big screen TVs we have our luxury automobiles we have air conditioning we have everything we have a lot to lose.
2: And so we also are out, we also are a group of people that don't realize how much we have to Well, lose. when you
1: get when you act out in a violent way people then know that you there you've crossed the line
2: okay so let me give you this scenario uh, they impeach the president and uh, they take him out and half the country knows this is bullcrap uh, they pull- happened not going to happen All right. uh, okay if it, okay If that did happen then i'd have to revise and and see
1: but that will not okay so happen. let's that let's not do
2: it this is the best of the glenn beck program Hey, it's Glenn. And if you like what you hear on the program, you should check out Pat Gray Unleashed. His podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcast. Hi, it's Glenn. If you're a subscriber to the podcast, can you do us a favor and rate us on iTunes? If you're not a subscriber, become one today and listen on your own time. You can subscribe on iTunes. Thanks. So I find myself in this situation to where I found a show that my entire family will watch and then i go to bed and i have cracked the code of sleep i am the happiest guy right now i'm this this show's going to run out of episodes and then we'll go back to fighting on can we just agree on one thing just one show can we watch one show together no I don't like that one because it's this. I want to watch that. Well, I'll watch this, and pretty soon you're just alone in the room just watching big screen TV, and everybody else is on their phones. You're like, what? Stop it right now. That's the way
0: it's designed to be. This is the problem. <sighs> you think you need to watch television with other people. You need to watch it alone. Just go in a closet, go into a, a theater room, go into a <sighs> man cave, go in, go somewhere else where people aren't,
2: and then turn on the television. I just want to watch a show with my family. I love Hearing my family laugh. I love hearing my wife laugh. She used to laugh so hard at the office and we'd watch The Office all the time and she would laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh. And then we can't find a show because she's like, Oh, that one that one's that they have a potty mouth. Well, this is why, Mm -hmm. by the
0: way, that
2: everyone is
0: just rewatching The Office over and over and over. I know it is it's like the most popular show in America. Friends Friends is friends. And again, like eh, friends, eh. But I mean The Office is one of the greatest television shows of all time. Uh, and it, it is one of those things that now is like probably one of the most popular. Or well, or I most, would have not uh, wanted valuable media yeah. uh, sources because they'll pay anything to keep that on Netflix.
2: Yeah. And you and you're sitting here and like Friends. I would have never thought about having my young kids watching Friends when Friends was on. But society has changed so much. It's like oh, the paradise of of a G-rated show like Friends. <laughs> really, not no, even no, it's now. not. But compared to everything else that's being produced, and I don't know why they all think they have to do it. Why does everyone have to put the F word in every show? Why? Why? There's
0: only so many words. Why (laughs) why do you have
2: to show everybody (laughs) naked, hooking up, having sex? Why? Why? Is it, I mean. Well, you uh, know why, right? You're saying why, but you know. I do know. But did they not understand that there are people out there that don't want that? We're watching with our families. Is there, there's what no show? value? What shows are you
0: trying to watch that are, everybody's having sex with your family? What, well, what no, show no, is the that? The shows are
2: not having sex with my family. Well, what are you talking about? I mean, about? what show are you watching no, with like your my, family? my wife, is, so it's, okay, what is it, uh, what's the police show, uh, New York, uh, Barney Miller? No, 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 I don't know. There's a show that we watch, every show we watch, as soon as somebody says, well, Damn it! let's get on that. My wife is like, no, we're not watching this. Oh, They're okay. using bad language. How many dammits do we need? Oh, my gosh. Honey, have you seen? I've had this already. Have you seen everything else on television? If you can't watch this, you can't watch anything. Well, you- I'm fine with that. Let's go read.
0: Oh, dear. That's why you need to go back and watch something wholesome, something that
2: can't be questioned, like the Cosby show. <laughs> There's something <laughs> we have watched the Cosby show and liked it, and we didn't tell him he was a rapist until after the series, which may have been a mistake. <laughs> I don't know. Because now they the one rapist they know they really like. Uh, that's,
0: that's exactly right. right. It's not the way. Rapists you to... are funny,
1: dad. <laughs>
2: Uh, so, I mean, we, but we did, we watched, we watched all the, I love Lucy's. We watched all the, you know, old Disney stuff from the fifties. We watched them all. And you know, now they're 12. Why can't they watch the Sopranos? (laughs) (laughs) And you know, the answer to this, of course. Yes, I do know the answer, but that's what I feel like every show. The Sopranos used to be like, holy cow. Almost every show is like that. Yeah, I mean,
0: I really do believe we're in the golden age of television. Like, With an exception show,
2: for families.
0: Yeah, the shows are fantastic. fantastic. But they, they do push the envelope. You know, they yeah. don't have to follow any of these rules. Right. Now, they do have the VidAngel situation, which I know Pat Gray is a big proponent of, where you can, all, it, it, it goes that. with Netflix and, and Amazon Prime, and you can go and you can just set it so we don't want swears, we don't want sex. I all, gotta try that. Yeah, He I, swears by that? He swears by it. I mean, he, he only watches stuff with the VidAngel thing turned on all the time, even for him. I got to try that.
2: Because Pat, you know, has self-control, unlike us. Yeah, uh-huh. I have no self-control. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I have no self-control. Like, okay, so one, Gotham. Watching Gotham with my son. Okay, I'd like to skip some of the things. And we do, you know, but it's because it, it, it was dark and it had, you know, dark undertones to it. We loved it. Loved it until the very last episode. The worst, and I'm not I'm not spoiling anything. If you are if you haven't gotten to the last episode from last year, uh I'm not gonna wreck anything, don't watch it because it wrecks the entire series. Really? Oh, it was we were pissed. We were so excited for the last because it's the setup, the guy's going to become Batman now. And you were like, what the did you have a whole new group of writers come in and write this? You're like, uh, yeah, you know, I wrote the whole series. I'm kind of tired. Uh, Chuck, the janitor, come here. Why don't you write this one?
0: It was, it was horrible. Well, I heard a lot of those complaints about Game of Thrones as well, where, where they said no. the last episode was really bad. Is that not accurate? Nah,
2: I don't think so. I heard I mean, that it was, from lots of people who love that series. Yeah, it, not as bad as Gotham. I, I, there's no ending to any show series worse than Gotham. None. Zero. You couldn't do it. What about the one from
0: the 80s sitcom where they actually, in the middle of the sitcom, stopped and said, "We, sorry guys, we're canceled, and the show ended? What? Do you know that story? No. It's a real sitcom. I can't remember what the name of it is. I'll, I'll look it up. But they were in the middle of a normal episode, And then they said, hey, we got to go. You mean we have to go on vacation? No, we have to go. We're canceled. Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) It just ended. I kind of like. That, I kind of like it too. I kind of like that. That's a good honesty. way and They should have done that on Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> winter's coming. No, wait. Who's coming? No, we got canceled. Good no, night.
2: winter's finally here. That's the whole thing. Was winter's a, here. We're done. Temperature dropped five yeah. degrees. <laughs> so it's humidity's it's, up. You should see what uh, when when winter comes soon. It's uh, in a thousand years from now, but it could be that in twelve years we're all dead. Mm. Um, <laughs> anyway, so um, I found what I think, and I and and the. The all of the episodes I am in love with Ricky Gerv- Gervais. I am he's so good, he is, I think, the most empathetic actor I have ever seen on television. He wrote The Office and starred in The Office, the British one. Um, and he did this show called uh Derek that I've been watching. And the, fir- the and there's one character in it in the first season. That is an I mean, a bum alcoholic who is obsessed with sex and he is so over the top. And my wife and I were watching it. We're like, why is this guy in this? It's such a great show. Why is he in this? And by the time you get to the second season, you realize it's Ricky Gervais's pattern of the way he writes things. He is looking for redemption. Ricky Gervais, Hmm. all of his stories, I really think, are about redemption. People who have gone way off the road and have found their way back to goodness and kindness and decency. And this show, he plays a 50-year-old mentally handicapped kid or guy. And he likes everything. And he is just, he sees the best in everyone. And he lives in this nursing home where he kind of lives and kind of works in this nursing home. And the episode, I think it's, I'll have to look it up, but it's in the second season. I think it's like the third episode or, uh, and I'm telling you, it is the perfect television episode. I've never seen a better episode than that. Okay, the show's called Derek. Derek. Yeah. And I wouldn't I wouldn't start here if you know, if you want to watch it, but if you want to just see one, if I've watched it with my family three times now, three times we've watched it, it's like 22 minutes. And it is so it makes you feel so good. It's just you believe in decency. Uh, Let me see if I can find it real quick and tell you which episode. That's interesting because he has another show that he's doing too. What's the show? Because you also uh, recommended this Dead, one, afterlife. Uh, yeah, afterlife. Yeah, and it's the and same that's... thing. And because of watching that, yeah. I understand Derek. And uh, Derek came out before, um, but I think that's what his deal is. He's he is. I think he's really kind. I don't know, but his humor seems kind of rough. Mm-hmm. But I think he's actually the most empathetic person I've ever seen. Uh, he's you he, know an in, in- incredibly talented guy. Obviously, I mean, just The Office is a, is a
0: world, you know, it's a lifetime accomplishment. I mean, you're talking about one of the greatest uh TV series or episodes of all time. I would put Diversity Day from The Office in that picture. There's several ones you could put in there, but Diversity Day would be there, the dinner party would have to be in there. There's- Diversity Day, dinner party, I've never seen. Diversity Day was the second episode of The Office. It was the first one they did originally for the U S so it wasn't like a copy of a UK script. Um, and it's about Michael Scott. You remember decides to do a Chris rock routine. Now it's not okay oh, yeah, for I a remember, white guy that. to yeah, do yeah, the yeah. Chris rock yeah, routine, yeah, yeah. and they do the thing where they put the note cards on each other's forehead with yeah. different races and right. try to, and it's so such a perfect, uh, Description of w- all the weirdness that goes on with PC, and yeah. it's so freaking funny. How much ha- did
2: Ricky Gervais have to do with the writing for the American series?
0: Uh, he didn't write a lot of it, but he was they consulted pretty closely on it. Um, and they and you know a lot of people a lot of people complain about the first season because it was the most awkward and most sarcastic and he wasn't a likable figure he became
2: more likable in later seasons see but um, i think that I is love what that, though. happens i think that's his pattern he surrounds himself in Derek. he is this perfect person okay uh he's just he's everything you would love him and he's just this perfect person uh and he sees the best in everything Everyone, even though he's had a bad life and everything else. And he's just, he's happy. He's just happy. And uh he's surrounded by people that are not happy and are less imperfect. But it's awkward at the towards the beginning. And then you realize he's changing their lives. He's totally changing all of these people. And it's just really great. It is for the, if you ever really, if you're ever like down and you're like, I really want to feel good. Episode six, season two of Derek. Mm. Episode six, season two. Uh, Derek meets the perfect match through his online dating profile. Uh, loss at the Nursing Home teaches Derek that it's never too late to make amends. It's phenomenal. And look at his acting. At the last three minutes, the guy is a world class actor. World class. You'll love it. It. Oh, all right Derek I gotta watch that Derek Derek
1: the Blaze radio network on demand.